Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Kidding, a little bonus edition. I'm going to cover day nine of the Fearless 30 challenge I'm doing. And the way the prompt was framed to us was about explaining who is the not right person to work with us. Um, and because I'm using it to promote the podcast class that I'm doing, um, and I just don't like that's not a big project or passion of mine. It's um, a way to help some of my friends. So I decided to kind of reframe the prompt. Um, it's one of the things I love about myself is that I get to decide what I want to do. And this coach too, he would be cool with it as well. So I'm going to not talk about who my ideal client is not. Instead, I'm going to talk about like who the people are that are not my people in general in life, in my universe, in my social circle, all that good stuff. So I came up with a list um, of 10 values that I I just don't have a tolerance for or don't belong in my life. And the interesting thing is tomorrow morning, I start a class on personal values and integrity is what it's called. So I'm looking forward to that. Back in, back in treatment, I was given this exercise in rehab uh, and it made me so crazy when I had to do it. They gave me this envelope and let's say it had like 110 or 120 values, everything from money, love and sex to honesty. Um, geez, I don't remember them all, but there was like little steps. So you started out and that you had to break them into piles and then you had to pick the most important, say 50, and then narrow it down to 10 and whatever, work your way all the way through. And what I learned from the exercise and treatment was that they shifted even in just the 28 days I was there. So uh, this was kind of a fun thing to do for me today. I wish I had the notes on what that looked like back then compared to now. But I'm going to share with you the 10 values that I can't um, get in line with anymore. And it'll be curious. And this is part of the benefit of having a podcast, right? You get to docu document how you're feeling at any given moment. Um, so these are the 10 things that I feel this way about right now. I can't imagine them changing too much because they've kind of been with me the last few years. So the first thing that I don't need, I guess, you know, you can make it fun. You can't be in my universe if, or um, anyway, the first, the first value or lack of value that I don't like or won't tolerate is lying and dishonesty. I don't have time for it. Sometimes the truth does hurt. It's okay. It, it, it's okay. I'd rather the truth and process and move on um, than be lied to. And even my definition of lying has changed. It used to be. Um, just like not telling the truth in a way where you're telling the not truth. But to me now, lying really does encompass omission. And by that, I mean, not, not saying like not telling the information because it's something uh, truthful and uncomfortable or truthful and not desirable and leaving it out. Uh, an example of that might be, Oh, okay. So you're in a relationship and you cheat on your partner. Well, if it used to be to me, well, if the partner didn't ask, 
then you didn't have to say that wasn't lying because you didn't say it. But by not telling the partner that um, you're cheating on them, to me, that's lying as well. Uh, So that's kind of that distinction. The next uh, one, and I I think I actually merged a couple into this. I I meant to write manipulation and gaslighting um, and have victimhood in there too, which is actually probably a little different bucket. But manipulation and gaslighting, I I don't want that. Like, be honest with me. Um, Don't try to uh, play a game with me. This happened in the entrepreneur world with uh, people. People would say, Bobby, I want to help you. Let's jump on a call. I can help you. Well, to me, saying you're going to help me meant that you were like, wanted to help me with something. Like, I want to help people. Um, It doesn't mean, yes, I can help you start a podcast, like with my class for a service, but saying I want to help you and being proactive that way, um, when you're trying to sell me something is manipulative because you didn't put your attention intention out there. So I remember it so clearly. This one lady is like, oh, I'll help you with your project, blah, blah, blah. And it tied into some of the stuff she was doing. So I thought she legit meant she wanted to help me. And in reality, I spent an hour with her and I'm like, do you want money for this? Oh yeah. Well, my time and blah, blah, blah. But yet she disrespected my time enough to go on for an hour Um, Another thing is when dealing with people in in this, so that was kind of the work lens, but in dealing with um, maybe family or friends or relationships, um, I can think of some examples in my current situation. So let's say I give you feedback. Um, So this is kind of like gaslighting manipulation and and I'm going to use my brother. So he has his TV on super loud. Like we can hear it through the basement floor over the TV in the room we're listening to. And I might say something like, um, you know, can you turn your volume down to, you know, so we can hear ours. And depending on the day and the mood, his response may look something like, oh, sure. You don't want me living here. Oh, I know you can't stand it and I should go and life would be easier if I didn't live here and you didn't have to hear the volume of right. Like this whole big shit where my perspective is you don't know the TV's too loud unless I tell you the TV's too loud. So just turn down the freaking TV. Like it doesn't have to be a thing. Um, I guess I should add a drama to my, to my uh, list as well. And I guess I'll speak to victimhood too, since that's the line I put it on, but Victimhood, and I'm still guilty of this, guys, and it's not something that I'm very proud to admit, but I still do this. And I've done this even with you guys on the show, right? Like I tell you about the bad when I'm in when I'm in rough spots or when I feel that um, I've been wronged. And it's really important to me that I take responsibility for my own actions and for every circumstance in my life anymore. Now, sometimes it isn't always clear, right? Like this job that I parted ways with, I can say it was about the ideals of the company, the values. Um, I could say it was the owner. I could say it was my boss. I could say it was a customer. I could say it's like all these different things. 
but at the end of the day was my responsibility. It was my choice, um, whether it would be to conform or to find a new job or um, the way I thought I was taking responsibility was by trying to be proactive um, and train upwards, which doesn't really work um, because they didn't have the same information I did. So it wasn't received, but I still take responsibility on that because I should have made it so that they could receive it in a different way. So it was ultimately my responsibility uh, for my happiness and for the success of my role and um, our work and relationship that has long since passed, which everything is amazing, right? Because I get to work on three to one stuff. I get to talk to you more. Life is good. All right. Laziness. That's the next one on the list. I am not good with laziness. Um, the, the last fella that I was involved with, I remember um, being at his place for like a week and I'm a go, go, go. And I'm cool with like chilling out every once in a while, but for this whole week, like we could, like we had an itinerary kind of planned. We didn't do freaking jack shit on the itinerary. Instead, it was like watching um, impractical jokers and just bullshit. Um, Like, I don't want to be on the couch 24-7. I don't really want to be on the couch watching TV much um, in general. And I do it a little bit more here. It's kind of like quality time with mom to watch some shows. But I wouldn't normally be watching and consuming a lot of television. So it's like one form of laziness, but that's just because I want to consume the data that I want to consume for, to make the things that I want to make happen, happen. Um, and then there's like the laziness in life that kind of ties into victimhood. So my life is miserable. My job sucks. I'm in a bad relationship, right? Like those are all kind of victim statements. And then the laziness to it is make a choice, make a decision, do something different, like take responsibility for that. Don't be lazy about it. Um, so I'm not going to listen. Um, I might listen once or twice. But if you if if you show up, like, let's say you're my girlfriend or a friend or whatever, and every time I see you, it's the same conversation and the same misery and the same complaining and stuff. I'm gonna be like, no, I mean, I don't want the negativity in my life anyway, but if you're being too lazy to even decide to make a choice, never mind taking action. That's, that's just not who I roll with anymore. Um, tardiness. (laughs) That's the next one on my list. And this is just, um, it's not necessarily a recovery value and, in reflecting about my my work career and and life, I've always been one that does not like tardiness. And now I've just become more passionate about it. And it has to do with the value of time. It's the only unreplaceable commodity. And I've really come to appreciate that. And then when you throw in the fact that I have goals and timelines that I want to meet them, I don't have time to be waiting for someone to show up. It It's a waste of time, but it's also devaluing to the situation. Like if employees were late, um, it means that they think their time is more important than my time. Like I'm early and I've probably spent many hours um, waiting because I'm early, but my choice, take responsibility 
don't want to be late for anything. And I can figure out how to take advantage of that time in waiting. It doesn't have to be just waiting. It could be meditating, thinking, taking notes, fixing emails. It, it could be a plethora of things, um, but not being late and disrespecting other people's times. Um, average and settling. This one might tie into laziness. Uh, I can't, you know, I don't have a nine to five job again, but I realized that I don't have a nine to five job because not that people who have nine to five jobs are average or settling, but for me, it is like, I can't, it does. It's not, it's a cycle. Like not just doing the job would be average and settling, but just doing the job and then going home and watching TV would be like settling or settling for a job without getting new stimulation and new education, um, new information, new data. And, and I've always thought of this as just kind of like who I am. And again, I didn't realize I've been doing this my whole life. And it doesn't have to be work-related. Like I went and I got Zumba certified and I used to go to Zumba conferences or Zumba license. Sorry, let me use the right language. Um, but I was learning more. I, I don't have a stellar amount of rhythm or I do and I just haven't discovered it yet. So I wanted to be a better dancer. So I learned how to do that. I wanted to learn... I wanted to drive better on the highway around 18 wheelers. So that's why I went and got my CDL when I did. Um, so it's just uh, taking action and and not settling. Like, it's not okay that I'm scared of the trucks on the highway. It's not okay that I can't dance in class and have all these feelings about it, right? So I took some action. It kind of ties into the other values, right? The next one is quitting, and I don't know if this is because, I don't know if it made the list because it's a reminder to me or it's so important for the dream. I'm four years in, you know, November to be four years since I started the show, but the evolution of 321 and what I want it to be really started about four years ago, probably even closer to six, you know, like as I came out of rehab and as as the idea started formulating, percolating, whatever you want to call it. And if I quit, I then let everybody down directly or indirectly that I would be serving or taking care of or helping with my mission and vision. Um, if I quit before I got started with the podcast, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I wouldn't have processed all the things I've processed on the air. I wouldn't have met all the wonderful guests I met. I would have quit because I was too scared uh, to proceed. And guys, it's been scary not quitting is scary, just so you know. Um, and it's uncomfortable. I mean, just showing up for a challenge like this right now, um, I'm a lot more comfortable than I would have been, say, four years ago. But it's still like, ooh, I got to go on camera. Oh, I got to show up. Oh, do people care what I have to say? Oh, um, you know, like all these things. Um, so it's very easy to quit. So I want people in my life, in my circle that uh, will get through the quitting, will get through the fear, will at least try. Like maybe you don't get the results, right? People talk about failing or people ask me what I'm doing. People that don't understand what it's like. And, and I never really understood, right? I had my corporate America jobs. I had my great jobs. I never would have been like entrepreneur, no steady paycheck, no benefits, no blah, blah, blah. 
but the purpose is bigger than that for me. But let's say I get hit by a bus tomorrow and the dream never comes true. Sorry, universe, you didn't hear me say that. Um, I didn't quit. I kept trying. And quite honestly, as long as I'm on the earth, I can't imagine not doing something towards the mission. Um, and if I'm not doing something towards the mission or working towards the mission and I quit, then I really don't understand what's the point of it all anyway. Like, why would I be here just to go back to being average and just doing a job and living in a circle and whatever? I know my body and my brain just can't function that way. Um, and I don't want to be around folks that are in that mindset. Um, I can't have them in my life as a full-time, uh, piece of the puzzle because it'll bring me down. Um, not that I would give people that much control, but that influence in that. Um, so we're going to lunch today. All right. Here's an example. And mom and I are both really trying to watch what we eat and do good um, for our health. And for me, so I can fit my freaking clothes. I have all these beautiful concert clothes and things that I can't wear. And I'm going to be going to events in a couple months. So it's really on the radar, but we have a friend that, um, we're going to go meet and food is, you know, part of our culture, part of the, the thing. And <clears throat> excuse me. And we're going to have pizza today. So I can say, mm, well, she wants pizza and she doesn't really get it. And I get it. It's part of being homesick and all these things, or I can take responsibility and I cannot quit my diet or my initiative and mom too. So what we did was we made a choice and we took some action and we ordered some salad to go with the pizza. Now we'll eat less pizza. We could still have pizza. Like it's not going to kill us. Um, it's just not the best decision um, to go and eat three slices of pizza versus having one slice and a nice healthy salad. So not giving up. Uh, all right. We're on number seven. Can you believe that was only six? <laughs> all right. Number seven. In inauthenticity or being superficial. Uh, this conversation came up again with um, one of my podcast guests this week that I was recording about how I was at a little retreat and there was a couple other speakers and, and people that do stuff similar to me and they're on camera or they're teaching or, you know, they're at summits and conferences and how we have to wear makeup so that the thing doesn't shine um, and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't want to freaking wear makeup because I have to wear makeup when it's not me. Like if I knew how to put makeup on and I enjoyed makeup and all that, and I actually don't have even my basic you know, I always do eyeliner and mascara because because I like how it makes my eyes pop. It makes me feel like I'm dressed for the day when I do it. Um, and it doesn't really change my personality. I mean, my inauthenticity as far as superficialness is the little pink of my hair and my nails. That's it. Everything else is like what you see is what you get. And <clears throat> I may not have a million followers yet. And I say, yeah, because it's probably going to be like a billion when I'm all said and done. Um, or however many people are aligned with me that don't have these uh, 10 little characteristics that I won't really keep close to me. But um, I'd rather be my people than the not right people. Because 
if you don't get me for me, it, chances are you, you probably have a bunch of these qualities that don't light me up. So we're not a good fit for each other anyway, which was the point of the exercise that ALEC assigned today um, as far as from a customer perspective, but it works in a life perspective too. Close-mindedness. That's the next one. If everything that I knew to be true, I never questioned, nothing would change. Nothing would change for the better. Nothing would change for the worse. If I wasn't able to have an open mind about recovery, about life, about religion, about politics, about other people's opinions on anything, I would not be living a fulfilling life. And I, I know this to be true because I'll tell you, it feels so much better just kind of going with the flow and listening. Another, another person I interviewed this week was from Ukraine and we were talking about communism. Now I only know about communism from the books I read in school. I am not an expert, but I have heard for many years, you know, the background noise, communism's bad, communism's bad. Um, you know, China has communism and Russia had communism and communism bad. And, and we live in America and it's so great because we're not, we're not um, a communist country. Honestly, I didn't really know what that meant. And by having an open mind, I was able to really hear what Lena was saying. And she actually, she grew up in communism and now she's in a non-communistic, is that a word, country. And she was able to show me the pros and cons of both. And I will tell you, um, it's a lot more effective from my experience to be open to both sides of the story. It helps in relationships and communication. It helps in business. It's helped with um, getting better at work. So like my last job, if I wasn't open-minded and got the feedback back from my team, we wouldn't have been able to make some of the strides we did instead of knowing it all. I used to think I know it all, guys. I do not freaking know it all. Um, and I I won't be able to learn it all even in this lifetime. And that's with studying as much as I study um, through all the avenues that I study and, and listen through. I mean, it's probably a three, four hour part of my day on average is, is learning. Um, but if, I, if my mind was closed, I wouldn't be absorbing the data. I wouldn't be able to have enough information to make good decisions, um, or at least I don't, I don't like good or bad either anymore after reading conversations with God, um, to make decisions that are best in that moment for the best, best fit for the, for whether it's for the greater good or myself or whatever. Um, I need that information in order to do it. Okay. Selfishness. That's number nine. So I'm in a group called Community First. And the reason that I show up as much as I can every week for training and for that group is because it's not selfish people. Selfish people um, are driven in, a, I think, a little different way if they're driven at all. Um, it's not all about me. So my journey is a little selfish because I want to 
work on my recovery by giving back, right? That's that's a fundamental belief that I have till I get more information with my open mind. But right now it's it's a fundamental belief that I have to give back. And that works for me. Um, and if I didn't, you know, like, well, that's a whole other story. Anyway, so I'm being a little selfish in that context. If I operated where everything was just me, 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 what I thought was best or how it benefited me, um, I would not, I would not be moving. I wouldn't be leveling up. Are there some selfish aspects to this? Yes. I want to meet people. I want to travel. I want to eat wholesome food and not process shit because it's cheaper. Like I want those things. Um, but not from a, not from a place of I have it, you don't. I actually want those things because I believe we all deserve those things as human beings. And that's not being selfish. Being selfish is um, having a message and not sharing it. And, and and showing up scared, right? Like it ties into some of the things that we've already talked about. Being selfish is um, not opening your home, your heart, you know, um, tangible things when you can help or even opening your ears when somebody needs to talk, not from the victim lens, but just somebody needs to talk and or vent or bounce things off of you. So don't be selfish with your time. Um, Again, with the right influences and all of that, I'm not saying uh, be so unselfish that you're abused. That's not what I'm advocating for. The last one, love this one. And this one I'm honestly still working on because I still have to figure out, I still have to go through this whole little like um, test in my head. Am I doing it for this reason or not? And it's being ego-driven. So I have to ask myself, am I doing what I'm doing because my it feels good for my ego? So like my situation with Kylie, um, am I hurt because my ego's hurt that I'm not like her person anymore? Or am I hurt for other reasons? Like I have to ask myself that question. There's someone that is um, in one of the communities I'm in and I was at an event and I really thought that we had some alignment. He lost a family member due to drugs, um, wants to open something, nothing's like three, two, one in my recovery playgrounds, but a version of that to honor, um, the person he lost to addiction. So I thought there was some, some stuff. And, and when we were talking, he like, he was all about him. It wasn't like, I didn't hear the story about, the brother as much, or if he spent time with me, it was about what could he get from me? It was the selfishness. It was the ego. It was to tell me how great he was. Um, it, and it just, you know, <laughs> I remember him recording concert, but well, I'll tag you on my Instagram. Okay. Um, didn't come from a place of, of love or support for three to one or the mission came like he's doing me a favor. So now I owe him. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, I mean, that's an extreme case of ego. 
it's hard to be mindful of where my decision-making comes from. And if it's coming from pride, I remember being in a GA meeting one time over COVID and they, and pride was the topic and it was so extreme. People thought they couldn't be proud of anything because that meant ego. I don't think it's as black and white as that. I think we should be proud, especially when we work hard or we earn things or we stay clean or, or, or we don't and we come back or we don't, and we don't quit, whatever that, whatever that is. I think there's a time and place for pride, but I don't think ego should come across as I'm better than you or let it dictate our mind to where we're making decisions and holding resentments and having feelings against people because it's our ego getting hurt. That doesn't work for me. So those are my 10 plus values um, and words today for who I don't want to be, who I don't want to be around, um, what I don't really have time for in my life. It's just not, um, it's okay. People want to be this way. I don't think it's their best version of themselves, but that's just my opinion, right? That's my ego, my opinion. Uh, So I just hope everybody is um, enjoying the fact that they're a beautiful person and we all have work to do. So it's not a judgment thing either. It's um, because part of why these things are so important to me are either because I still have inklings of them that I need to work on, maybe even more than an inkling, or... I don't like how they make me feel and I get to make that choice about how I want to feel and who I surround myself with. I want to feel good, right? If I'm not feeling good, I can't show up and and feel good and ask you to feel good with me. So that's what I got a little longer than my 10 minute goal today, but love you, beautiful people. I hope you have um, a fabulous day and weekend. If you're checking this out the day that it was done, Um, I'm going to get back to work. Uh, But thanks for following along on the challenge and I look forward to see what they got for me for day 10 and I will talk to you soon. Bye.